Hey, welcome to Stirring Faith with Cherry Strange. Thank you for joining me today. Stirring Faith aims to lead women to desire more of God in their everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Now, let's get started. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Cherry Strange. This week was kind of big. We went back to church. <laughs> for the first time, we had live groups. Everything was happening, and it was weird. But this year, I've got senior girls, and we met in a little room, tried to social distance with their mask on. Uh, they're already having quite a year. The sentiment for most people that I'm encountering right now is that 2021 cannot come soon enough. Well, the problem for that in my world is that these girls are going to be gone before I blink and I have one of them in the mix. I'm not really rushing the time on the calendar right now. So I was thinking about them as I'm looking ahead and counting the days and the months, uh, wanting to spur on their thinking and their dreaming when I immediately turn my thoughts to you. I want you to be encouraged just like I want them to be encouraged to stay in the game so to speak, until the bitter end, if that's what it's going to take for 2020. And to do that, we're going to need to develop a game plan, especially when it comes to the spiritual matters of of the heart and the mind. So today what I want to do is talk about getting a game plan together for finishing strong. And I'm talking about finishing 2020 strong. Let's just stay in there. Let's not give up. Let's not stop and just go to bed and hope we wake up in January. That's not going to happen. So in the meantime, let's finish strong. The first thing that would be important for finishing strong is that we develop keen listening skills. And what I mean by that comes from John 10:27. This is Jesus speaking. He says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And then this familiar verse from Jeremiah 33, where God is speaking, he says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Think about it with me for a minute. How do you know if there's an emergency nearby? A siren goes off. I mean, for years we've been listening to the emergency broadcast system practice this on TV and radio at the most inopportune time, but they're ready for emergency just whenever it happens. Also, police car does the same thing, turns on its lights and siren. So there's markers for it. They announce it. Or how do you know it's your kid crying in the middle of the McDonald's playland or down the hall in a room you can't see into? Well, you just know. You you know them so well you can recognize their voice. It's the same thing when you recognize there's an emergency taking place. You just know. You recognize sounds that come with that. Or how about when a particular car drives up into the driveway? You don't even need to see the person in the car or even the car itself to recognize which vehicle it is or who's driving it most of the time. You can tell by the sounds. Your ears are attuned to your surroundings and to your people. This next week, we celebrate the day of the year that commemorates picking our first adopted child up in the country in which they were born. It's called Gotcha Day and it's coming up. She's not the oldest, but she is the first one that we adopted. We have had her since she was a baby. And for those first few days that we had her, she did not make a sound. And it was sad, actually. She would just lay in bed, or we would have to sit her up. She couldn't sit up yet. And she would just open her mouth, and nothing came out. No sound at all. 
It was because she had learned in her very short life in an orphanage that when she cried, it didn't matter. Nobody came. No help was given. No comfort was offered. And why bother? Her needs would not be met and crying was pointless. Maybe you have found yourself in a similar position, feeling like your efforts to be heard by God are to no avail. And you don't see any reason to listen to someone who doesn't hear you when you call. Well, let me challenge you. Give it another shot for the rest of 2020. There could be a number of reasons that play into a breakdown in communication here. We don't really have time to explore it in depth, but we can list some of them. It could be that you're not, number one, a child of God. You don't belong to his family. Jesus says, my sheep will know my voice. But if you're not one of the sheep, it's just noise to you. You cannot experience any level of intimacy and peace with God unless you first believe that Jesus is the perfect Son of God who gave himself up as a sacrifice for your sin and that he forgives you of that sin, that you then turn away from the life that you had been living to follow him. At this point, a rich relationship can begin. Or maybe you are a Christian, but you've done some things or said some things that are sinful and that sin is standing between you and intimacy with God. You haven't sought forgiveness. You haven't sought that relationship to be made whole again. Just like if there's a blaring problem in another kind of relationship of yours, it's a big boulder that's just sitting in the room. You can't move on in your relationship until you deal with it. Then it could just be time. You simply have been living your own life, not given a thought to hearing God. You have your own voice, and it's sufficient for you. Well, 2020 may call all your worldly wisdom and projections into question. <laughs> Better aim for something more secure. Now is a great time to get back into the discipline of distinguishing the voice of God in your life from all the other voices. You want to use the time that you've been given to get your groove back on. Make it your game plan to develop a keen ability to hear from the Lord. Well, how exactly does this work? How are you going to set out to do this? Romans 10, 17 says, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the Word of Christ. You and I must get ourselves into the Word of God to hear better. And it also comes by the help of the Holy Spirit. John 16 says, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will declare you the things that are to come. To develop keen listening skills requires a work of the Holy Spirit in your life which you cannot control, but you can believe God that it will occur and ask Him to make it happen in your life. Then get into His Word. And that leads me to the second element necessary for getting a game plan in sight for finishing strong is to establish a discipleship routine. That's number two. Establish a discipleship routine. It's a different kind of year. Never has it been more crucial to have a plan in place for your own personal discipleship. Your church cannot do this for you. Your small group might not be able to help. Your women's group is likely piecemealing ministry together to try to meet some needs in creative new ways trying to get out there. It's up to you and me to manage our spiritual growth without a spiritual growth coach. The Bible teaches that we are able to manage this growth aspect of life. 2 Peter 3.18 says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. But Paul actually prays for it to sort of blossom 
and the lives of those entrusted to him. In Colossians 1, And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So how does this happen? Well, it's super complex. You've heard it a million times. Read your Bible. Pray. Keep learning about the things of God and the lives of those who have gone before us, adding to the kingdom of God. Nothing new here, but there are new strategies, techniques, journals, systems people can adapt to make it part of their routines. In fact, about two years ago, I completely changed how I do prayer. Every single day, I've changed it, and I'll never go back. Then, a few months ago, I moved this organization from a set weekly prayer time, just once a week, making an announcement, inviting some people to pray with this, to a Facebook group called She Prays, which has been such a blessing to me and the women that it serves. We'll never go back. <laughs> and with the kids being home and our schedules all topsy-turvy, I've had to adjust my mornings to get the time and to pray and read my Bible and functioning with their needs also from what I did before COVID. It was a colossal, non-existent disaster in the meantime. I'm just telling you, I had to squeeze it in, throw it somewhere, miss days at a time. It just wasn't working for me. So I had to work at getting a game plan together or I would not survive. That's what we're talking about doing here. Maybe that's where you are. Your personal discipleship may be just flat in the tank. No problem. This is when you want to get a plan to get it in running order. Do not wait till after the holidays. Don't put it off. Let's do it now. Don't wait to start afresh in 2021. Do not waste these months that God has given you. Seize them. Make 2020 a strong finish by getting this plan in order. Try a few things out. Get a new Bible. Pull out your old one. Read it on your phone. Whatever you want to do to get the Word in you. But plan it out. Decide what you're going to do. Pick a reading plan. There are myriad plans available on apps like YouVersion, but there's other apps too that provide everything you need within the app. Plus, they'll send you reminders. Then you want to consider how you're going to be diligent in your prayer life. That's part of discipleship. What does that look like for you and what are you going to do to make it a habit? Those are things you want to just personally address, have a plan. And finally, what about furthering your study? If you can't gather with a group, what can you do? Well, there's tons of online options right now. In fact, we're going to be offering one later this fall, God willing, and again in the spring. But going deeper in the Word of God is where growth happens, and doing it with other people in community, be it a digital one even, or in a different modality than you've experienced in the past, is important as well as enjoyable. So that's number two. Number three is to experience forgiveness. Part of a winning game plan is an element of forgiveness. You and I need to experience it for ourselves, from God, through confessing our sins, and receiving that refreshing promised by offering us the forgiveness obtained by the perfect sacrifice of Jesus. And we find this in Acts 3. It's for you. You need to know. It's for you. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out at times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that He may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. After we've received it, that refreshing that's going to come, in turn, offer this forgiveness to others. And this is where we get kind of bogged down in this. But the Bible teaches us in Ephesians 4, 32, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, 
forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. This is where it becomes a little dicey. Honestly, we need divine help here. We will not make spiritual progress if we leave forgiveness of others out of our game plan. So we need to ask God for help, for eyes to see, and for the tender heart necessary to do what He's asked us to do. With the difficult people that are in our life, we need to forgive. Just plan on this being a part of your spiritual growth efforts for the next few months. You might not even recognize yourself come 2021. Speaking of the future, an important aspect of any successful game plan is to keep an eye on what's coming next. Number four is to determine future spiritual goals. Now, why would this be in today's game plan? Well, because it's important. What does following Jesus look like in your life two years down the road? You need a plan. You need to have some goals here. It's not just today we're going to fall off the wagon and keep getting back on and on and on. No. Where are we headed? Where are we going? You want to be looking at your life in a couple of years. There are a lot of unknowns out there, I realize. Who knew that We would all spend Easter sitting at home alone without extended family and no one attending worship this year. I I can't even believe that happened. Talk about different. I thought of this question when I was meeting with my senior girls this last week when we regathered. And so far, I have had two daughters uh, enter college at state universities, both with either supposed Christian roommates or close friends who are testifying believers in church all their lives up until that point when they all went to college. Both of my girls found themselves pretty much alone on many Sunday mornings when it came to further commitments. The interest and attendance was even more abysmal in terms of going to church and finding a place of worship on their own without any other support and mama not breathing down their neck. Not surprising to me, these experiences jive with the research on what is happening to teens as they leave home. They're leaving the organized church by the droves, never to return. Again, there are several contributing factors, which is another discussion for a different day, but the main overarching theme is that their faith must be their own. It can't be mom and dad's, or the faith of the friends in the youth group, or the cool youth minister's faith, a faith that lasts through changes like moving from home to college and through COVID-infested waters. That is a faith that must be your own. How do you set out to make a plan to determine future spiritual goals? Well, at the very core is to address whether or not you plan on being at church at all. Is this going to be a part of your life? Is this an important aspect of what you're doing? Or have you been accustomed now to spending your weekends however you please, watching your church service in your PJs anytime you feel like it. That freedom makes wanting to actually start showing back up in a building seem like a lot of unnecessary work. Now, stay home if you want to stay home due to your health or COVID-19. I'm, I'm all for that. I was, I was actually very uncomfortable in the sanctuary. There's so many people, so I don't get me wrong. I'm looking beyond this moment in time. I'm looking beyond it a couple of years down the road. Hopefully we'll be past all this. What does the older, more spiritually mature you look like? What habits need to cease to meet these goals or what habits need to be established? I'm talking spiritual work needs to be addressed in your heart. What healing needs to take place to move you from point A to point B and on down the road. This is a time for setting goals. What would you like to see God do in your life? Pray diligently about this and ask for it to occur in your life. Let God do it. 
Like the parable of the seed and the farmer from Mark 4, 26, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and he rises night and day and the seed sprouts and grows and he knows not how. That's what God does. You and I can participate in setting out goals and going after them, keeping our eyes ahead. God does the growing of you and of me. We want to allow him to do that, kind of set some things out before us. Now, before you leave your game plan, we need to add one more element. I want you to think about what would keep you from finishing strong. Outside of catching a deadly virus or something like that, identify what some of these factors might be. Maybe you have some major questions that haven't been addressed, like how reliable is the Bible? I mean, I'm counting on it, but is it really true? Those kind of things. How is it put together? I don't even know. Those sort of, of things. What about all the stuff you hear and read? How does science fit into all this? And what about when God doesn't answer my prayers? Or he lets one of my friends die? Or how did Cain's wife just show up? I mean, just the, things like that, that we have these quandaries about. Are those keeping you in a certain place and not allowing to you to move on in your faith. Here's what I've learned. There is nothing to be afraid of. Christianity is a reasonable faith. It is a faith, yes, don't get me wrong. God does not have to spell out all of the deepest, darkest unknowns to you or to me just because we want to hold all the keys. He's God. There is evidence that can bolster your faith, archeological, technical, historical, even scientific. So to your plan, I suggest number five, Add guardrails. Just add guardrails. If you had questions, do extra work to get them answered by thoughtful, biblically-minded people or resources. If you have doubts, figure out what you need to do for developing a stronger faith. Where is the breakdown happening? Who can you talk to to determine internally where is it originating? Think about what would knock you off track to succeed in the plan that you're creating. Is it the urgent, just overtaking the important? Is it unbelief? Is it just blatant sin that you continue to go back to? Is it disinterest? You just don't really care? It's not important to you. Whatever your issues in your plan, put in safeguards for growing to make sure you don't get sideswiped or moved off the path toward the finish. Instead, follow the advice we find from Hebrews. This is why it's here, because God knows our human nature. He knows what we do. He says, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. In Hebrews 12, I was talking to a friend this morning who is more than ready to get on to 2021. In fact, she told me so. Her son just was diagnosed with COVID. He's also a senior. Her husband's out of the country. Her friend just experienced a death. And now this mom's stuck at home. She can't console her friend at all because she's now having to quarantine. And she's got other kids in the home that are now all you know up in arms about what's going to happen. She's just a normal person with normal emotions, with all this crazy stuff happening in her life handed to her, and she's just over it. (laughs) She's done with all of this. I get it. We got some junk going on over here as well, just like you. We are hoping 2021 ushers in something better and something brighter. But today, we are full throttle into 2020, wishing for the future that may or may not be full of sunshine is not our mission. It's to finish this year strong. It's to live in this moment and see what God would do with it as strong as possible. And to do that, we're going to need a game plan. It's not just going to happen. What is just going to happen is discouragement, probably some unwanted weight gain, 
and more unwanted negativity. But you and I are called to be different and to face our todays differently. Will some be discouraging and even depressing? Sad and lonely? Yes. Unfortunately, those are days that are mixed in with all the rest. But let's be the ones who seize the moments God has given us to do something good with what we've been handed. Today, let's take these tips and make a game plan to finish 2020 strong. Hey, it's been so great to be with you. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to rate the podcast below the episode if you will write a short review. I will show you some love by reading it on the podcast, so jump on in. Until next time, have a great week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Stirring Faith Podcast. We plan to release a new episode once a week, and I would invite you to become a subscriber because it makes it so much easier. Please remember to rate, review, and share the podcast. You may never know the difference that you can make by just making a recommendation and sharing a resource. So please pass along what you find here. Don't keep it to yourself. It's so easy to do. Post it from Spotify into your stories. I would personally be grateful. And remember... There is more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful resources at your fingertips. Just go to www.sheyearns.com where you're going to find more reading plans, videos, articles, and other resources, more than there's ever been before, to help stir more desire for God into your everyday life. I'm Cherry Strange, and it is always a pleasure to meet you here.